0: Well, amazingly, it seems to me at least, it's the first Sunday in August. Um, the year is is rapidly racing by, and we're, we're well and truly into the holiday season. Um, and when you think about holidays, I wonder what kind of different things uh, come to mind for you. Uh, do you picture the sun shining um, and a beach and, um, and kind of being able to just relax and, and, and tan Do you kind of picture yourself going for long walks or or remember times when you get together all as a family? Maybe you think about going on adventures and exploring new places and seeing new things and visiting attractions. Maybe it's uh, it's the the late nights with the sun shining out still and being able to uh, enjoy the evening and have barbecues in the garden. You know, one of the things that I think of sometimes and maybe you can relate to when I think about holidays is travelling. Holidays always seem to involve travelling. You know, whether it's it's travelling for a week abroad or somewhere else in the UK, or whether you have a week at home and you're just going out to different places to explore or to the beach, there always seems to be some sort of of travelling which is involved. And in my experience, sometimes that goes well, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, being on holiday and visiting places can be fantastic and it it can lead us to have some of the best memories that we have, but sometimes simply getting to that place can be stressful and something that we'd rather forget. You know, we know where we are and we know where we want to get to, but finding the right path to get there is a whole different story. Why don't we watch a bit of a silly clip from the film Mr. Bean's Holiday. Uh, Mr. Bean has, has won an all-expenses-paid trip to the French Riviera. Um, he knows where he is. He knows his starting place. He knows where he's wanting to go. But getting there is a very different matter. We're going to join him just as he arrives in Paris, um, where he needs to cross the city to catch a train to Cannes. So, enjoy. Fantastic. Now, what we discover in this psalm is that if we will choose to be God's sheep and to allow Jesus to be our shepherd, then the offer on the table alongside all the other things is that we will have a shepherd who will guide us along the right paths for his name's sake. Now, I don't know what your situation is right now. Maybe you're facing something today and you don't really know how to move forwards, Maybe you feel like you've become stuck in life and, and you've just got to put up with your lot and the way things are. Maybe right now, actually, life is great and everything's going well, but you've no idea what the future holds and what's going to come next. You know, wherever you are at today, the good shepherd, Jesus is saying, I want to be your guide in life. Will you be my sheep? I'll lead you to green pastures and quiet waters and make sure you have everything you need. I'll take you along right paths and make sure you get there safely. And even when things are difficult, even when things seem scary, you can trust me and you don't have to be afraid because I'm with you. I'm the good shepherd and I've come to lead you to life and to life to the full. Will you be my sheep? Will you let me guide you? Will you let me lead you? And for some of them, that might make perfect sense. And in your spirit inside, you're saying, yes. But you know, often this idea of God guiding us can seem like a complete mystery. And inside you might be thinking, yes, but how do you know where God's guiding? How do you know that it it is God's voice that you're you're hearing and it's not just your own thoughts? What's this idea that you got from the TV show you watched too late last night? And you know, the great thing is that that David, who wrote this psalm, was a practical guy. He'd been a shepherd, and now he's a king. So so he knew what it was to lead sheep, and he knew what it was to lead people. And so when he talks about how God guides and leads him, this is something which he experienced, which is practical. And not some kind of strange mystery, which just kind of sounds nice, and so he's going to say it. And so this morning, I want to try to be as practical as possible. And to talk about a number of of, of practical ways that you and I can both know the guidance of the Good Shepherd in our lives. Because we all need it. And these are simple, practical things. So I'm going to go through some of the kind of key experiences I've had in terms of knowing God's guidance. And just go through them one by one. So number one. And it should pop up behind me. So number one, God guides us in the context of relationship. You know, and this is what we see in Psalm 23. You know, we see a relationship between a sheep and a shepherd. They know one another. And they spend time with one another. In other words, if you're looking for guidance from God, don't expect that one day you're going to get a letter through the post or this, this revelation suddenly drop into your mind where you have this blueprint of a plan for the next 20 years laid out, that kind of guidance isn't what's coming. Because fundamentally, being God's sheep and knowing him as our shepherd is all about being in relationship with him. You know, when Jesus talks about himself as the good shepherd, um, this is what he says in John 10, verse 27. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You know, what Jesus is saying is if you're looking for guidance in your life, then it begins with a relationship with the God who created you. And so if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's going to be difficult for Jesus to guide you in life. Even more than that, if you have a kind of on-again, off-again relationship with Jesus, it's going to be difficult for God to guide you in life. If you have a a turn up on Sunday and forget about him the rest of the week kind of a relationship with Jesus, it's going to be difficult for him to guide you in life. Now the kind of relationship that that Jesus is talking about and that David describes in Psalm 23 is a 24-7 relationship where the sheep has learned over time that he belongs to the shepherd. That the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. He knows that he can trust the shepherd no matter what. And that's the kind of relationship that that Jesus wants to have with you. That he wants to have with me. It's the kind of relationship that forms the foundation from which God is able to guide us and to lead us. And it's because the priority for Jesus is relationship with us that he won't just hand you a blueprint for the next 20 years. You know, and I often think that that would make things so much easier. You know, if I just had it all laid out before me, plan by plan by plan, by step by step by step, it'd be easy, wouldn't it? I'd know what way I was going and where it was going to end. You know, but that's, and that can be the kind of way that we ask our questions sometimes when we're looking for guidance. You know, not guidance for today, but God, I need an answer about where I'm going to be next year need an answer about who it is that I'm, I'm going to marry or, 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 or how many children we are should have. You know, we want to know not just the next step to take for today, but the step after that and after that and after that and after that and all of the little details laid out for our lives. But you know, because God's priority is relationship, I've found that he doesn't tend to show us ever more than the next step that we're to take. Now I can think back over every big change that I've ever made in life and that's been the way that it's worked. I remember when I I felt God show me that I was on the wrong path. I was on a wrong career path pursuing music and that I should quit music college because that he had a different plan and a purpose for me. The right path for me was different. And I was utterly convinced that that was the right next step to take that God was leading me in that, but I had absolutely no idea what came after I had that conversation with the head of the college. Now, I remember when Rosie and I first felt God guiding us to leave Manchester and to move to Cornwall. We left our church, our community, our jobs. We arrived in Cornwall with no house, no job, no idea what was going to happen next. But a clarity that God was leading us that we simply couldn't ignore. You know, when God shows you the next step, I know from experience it can be a scary step. Because you have no idea what comes next. And so you can't plan for it. And you you can't be in control. It's a step of faith. And you know, God does it that way on purpose. Because really for him, what matters more than anything else is relationship. Relationship. It's about the relationship we have with Him and learning to walk with Him and to trust Him and to draw close to Him. So number one, God guides us in the context of relationship. Number two, God guides us through His Word and by His Spirit. If you're looking for guidance in any area of your life today, one of the keys to receiving God's guidance is for His Word, for the Bible to be woven into your daily life. You know, David says elsewhere in Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So God speaks to us and and guides us and shows us the steps that we're to take through his word, through the Bible. But you know, and some of you might gasp at this initially, but bear with me, but you know, The Bible itself is only part of the way that God is wanting to speak to us directly, and by itself, it can't keep us on the right path. And I say that for two reasons. One is that not every decision we have to make is covered by a command in the Bible. Some things are clearly wrong, and some things are clearly right, but an awful lot of things that we're wrestling over probably land somewhere in the middle. And we have hundreds of little decisions that we have to make and some pretty big decisions as well that fall into that category. The second reason why the Bible on its own isn't enough is because even when the Bible does make clear what the right path is that we're to take, it can't help us to walk along it. And you see, our motivation and our attitude as we walk down the path and our ability to even take a step down that path are all just as important as knowing what the right path is to take. When we're looking to God to guide us, we don't just need him to show us the right path. Mr. Bean had a map there. We also need him to lead us along it. To walk with us along it. We need him to transform us on the inside so that we walk the right way on the right path. And that leading and that transformation comes from the working of the Holy Spirit. So God guides us best when his word and his spirit team up. To both show us the right path, but then to transform us and enable us to walk that right path. In the right way. And through that process, God gradually shapes our thinking and our attitude and our perspective so that even when there are these things where there is no explicit command in the Bible to guide us that we can look to, we've learned how to lean on him. We've learned that he's the good shepherd, that the Holy Spirit is the one who will guide us on the right path. And as we explore which path to walk down, one of the key things that I've learned is to to follow the peace that we have when we know his presence with us. And if we find ourselves on a path where we have lost our peace, lost the peace of knowing the presence of God with us, then we need to stop. And we need to take time to draw near to God and to ask him to guide us back onto the right path again. You see, what that I can find can happen though. sometimes from my experience and from chatting to others is that we can have a big decision to make. There's a big decision coming up and we don't know what to do. We haven't really spent any time with God over the last kind of six months. We haven't really opened the Bible in the last year. We don't really know the shepherd's voice. So we cry out to God, God, I don't know what to do. I need you to help me on this one. And so we pull out the Bible and we kind of flick it and hope it will open somewhere and we'll find some kind of verse that will guide us or this voice or these lights in the sky will appear and show us what to do. And you know, sometimes because God is merciful and because he loves us, he speaks to us in those moments, either directly or through other people. But we're never going to hear God best in that kind of a situation. Do you know, I think God is like, I want to help you, and I want to guide you, but you need to get this. I guide you best when we're taking it step by step together in the context of relationship. And I guide you best when you know my voice, when you know my word, when you, you know the Bible, when you know the peace of having my spirit with you and my presence with you. So if you really want my guidance not just in this moment of crisis but day by day, step by step on the right path through your life then you need to start to create a platform in your life whereby we're continually interacting. You're getting to know my voice through the Bible. We're spending time together even in the days when you've not no big decision when there's no crisis so that you know me and you trust me, and you can lean on me as I lead you step by step. I think that's how God's designed this whole guidance thing to work. You need to get to know his voice, to interact with God through the pages of the Bible on a daily basis. To spend time in his presence so that you know his peace with you. So that when you hit a time when you start to struggle or when you feel lost or when you're uncertain... That in that moment, you know the next step to take because you recognize his leading, you know his voice as you draw close to him. You know, and that's a lifestyle that you can begin today but do you know what, if you're wanting to make a decision tomorrow it might not help you at 9am tomorrow morning but it will help you to make the decision that you're needing to make in nine months time or in nine years time. If you'll become a person who knows God's word and knows God's spirit, then his promise is that he will guide you on right paths. So number one, God guides us in the context of relationship. Number two, God guides us through his word and by his spirit. And number three, God guides us in community. You know, we we keep thinking and talking about how God is our shepherd and we are his sheep. And do you know one thing that you will very rarely ever see is a shepherd with just one sheep. You know, a shepherd leads a flock. And you might think, wait a minute, I just want a relationship with God. It's just about me and him. I don't really want a flock. I don't really need a flock. But you see, when Jesus talks about a sheep that's gone gone off track and gotten lost and gone its own way, what Jesus says is that he loves that one sheep so much that he will go out looking for it and he will find it. But then what does he do? He brings it back to the flock. And here's the thing, if the sheep had been with the flock and stayed with the flock, then it would never have gotten lost or ended up stuck in the bushes in the first place. You know, there may be times when a particular sheep loses sight of the shepherd, just like there may be times when we lose sight of Jesus and find it hard to see how he's guiding us. But if the sheep stays with the flock who are following Jesus, who are following the shepherd, then actually everything will be okay because the other sheep around him will help him in the right way. You know, and there are times that all of us have thoughts that pop into our head, particularly when we're tempted. Maybe a voice comes along and says, you know, let's go and do our own thing. Those jokers at church, they're only going to kind of stop you having fun and hold you back. And that voice can seem pretty appealing. But you know, that voice is never the voice of the good shepherd. The good shepherd doesn't say to you, let's get away from the group. The good shepherd says, let's stay with the flock. I can care for you best and lead you best and guide you best and protect you best when you're with the flock. You know, when things are hard and when we're tempted, one of the fastest things we can do is isolate ourselves. Push people away. Because we're hurt. And in those moments, we are the most vulnerable we can ever be. That's why I love being part of this church family. You're my flock. And so it's great to to gather together like this on a Sunday. But you know, one of the best opportunities that is available to you is for you to join a growth group or a momentum group, to be part of a small group of godly people who not only care for you, who not only encourage you and are there to help you, but they can, can be with you to guide you and to help you to discover how God is guiding you in life. You know, we all need a a Jesus-following group of people around us who are in relationship with God, who themselves know His voice through the Bible and know His peace by His Spirit with us. We need people around us like that who can spot when we see a nice patch of grass over there away from the flock and we we start getting tempted and thinking, I'm going to go and have a nibble of that. And they can come alongside us and say, hey, what do you think you're doing? You're going to make a massive mistake. Come on, you know the shepherd knows what's best for you. He's leading us to green pastures and quiet waters. He's going to refresh our soul. We can trust him. Come on, stay with the flock. Let's keep following him together. We need these people around us so that when we're not sure where God is guiding us, we can ask them to help. When we're wrestling and we're thinking, well, is God saying this? I I, I don't know. We can come alongside them and say, God, I I feel like God seems to be saying this. And there's this verse which seems to say this. And, you know, I can't quite make sense of it. I'm thinking of making this decision. What do you think? Now, we're in those times when we feel distant from God. And we need people then around us who continue to encourage us and help us and keep us going on the right path. If you are in a relationship with God and you know his word and you have his spirit and then on top of all of that, you are in a community with his flock, then you are going to find guidance coming a lot clearer in your life. The last point that I want to make from this verse in Psalm 23 about how God guides us can be easy to miss. And it's easy to miss because when we're thinking about needing God's guidance and all of these other things that we've been talking about, do you know what we tend to think about ourselves? But here's the last thing that I see that is so important. And it's number four. God guides best when you have a higher vision than just simply what's good for you. You know, as David uh, puts it, he guides me along right paths for his name's sake and for me this is a game changer you know so often we come to God and our agenda is simply God show me what's best for me and the amazing thing is that God does what's, want what's best for you, it's incredible he's a good shepherd and he cares for us and as his sheep and he wants you to be in the right job and in the right marriage and to have a purpose and a satisfaction and a fulfilment In life. But actually, his purpose is a lot bigger than that. He guides us for our good, but also for his glory at the same time. And so, he wants us to be in a job and in a relationship and in a situation in life that not only makes us happy and brings us fulfillment, but also brings glory to him. So, if we're looking down a path, And everything looks appealing. And we think how that could make us happy and it fits with this and it makes sense with that. But that's not where the path is heading. Then no matter how appealing that path is, we can be sure it's not one that the good shepherd's leading us down. It's a wrong path. And you know, deep down, I don't think actually any of us really want to be in a place where we have the life that we wanted, the job that we wanted, the relationship or the situation that we wanted, and then we get to the end of our lives and realize that there was no greater purpose to any of it. That there was no bigger purpose to any of the time that we've spent and all the money that we've spent and all the things that we've done than to just make us happy. I think when we get to that day, we want our lives to add up to more than that. I know I certainly do. I want to be in a place where I'm functioning in my gifts and I'm moving in my passions and I'm doing the things that I was created to do and I feel alive inside, but at the same time, I want to know that there's a real purpose to it all. That what I'm spending my life on matters. Not only now, but for all eternity. That as I follow my shepherd and he guides me, through the details in life, that Jesus is not only with me to help me and for my best and for my good, but actually that Jesus is seen, that Jesus is lifted up and is glorified in it all. And when you think about it, why does a shepherd care so much for their sheep? And you know, it's not just because they want what's best for the sheep, but ultimately it's for their own name's sake. At the end of the day, when the sheep go to market or they take them along to the Royal Cornwall show to show them all off, and it's a good flock of perfect sheep, people don't shout and cheer and say, Yay, great job, sheep! No, they look at the sheep and then they point to the shepherd and they say, What an amazing shepherd! What an amazing shepherd! You know, God wants what's best for you and he wants you in a good marriage and a good job and living life to the full. He wants to heal you and to bless you and for you to experience his power at work in your life. But that doesn't mean that it's all about you. He is working for your good, but it is all for his glory. So that when people look at you, that they would see something of him and they would say, What an amazing God! What an amazing God. And so I want to encourage you, when you are asking God for guidance, when your prayer is, I need help. I'm in this relationship and I don't know what to do. I've got this situation at school. I'm facing this decision. God, I need your help to know the right path. That's a great place to start. But let's not it be the place that we end. all of us as a church look to extend that prayer and ask God to help us to know not only what is best for us but what will bring him the most glory and when that is our heart when we have a higher vision and a bigger purpose than just ourselves I'm telling you that the shepherd is going to show up and he is going to guide you and lead you in exceptional ways God guides us in the context of relationship, and he guides us step by step as we learn to walk with him and to trust him. God guides us through his word and by his spirit. He guides us in community. But he guides us best when we have a higher vision than just what is good for us. might be that as I've been talking today, you felt God speaking to you and guiding you and bringing to mind some of the wrong paths that you've been walking on. Jesus has come looking for you today as the good shepherd. He wants to bring you back to relationship with him, back to the right path, back to the flock. And if that's you, then I want to encourage you to put your trust in the good shepherd this morning, to put your trust in Jesus. He wants what is best for you. So whatever the path is that you are on, however attractive it may seem, turn away from it and follow his leading this morning. God can only lead you on right paths. So the starting point has got to be getting off the wrong ones. Maybe that this morning you felt a new challenge to, to spend time with God and to, to grow in your relationship with him and to get to know his voice in his word or to know the peace of his presence through the Holy Spirit. Or it may be that you felt God stir your heart to join a small group and to surround yourself more with his flock. And if that's the case, I want to encourage you today to make that change. Build the foundations into your life so that you get to know God's voice and step by step he is able to guide you. And he is able to lead you. And that won't bring about a change instantly so suddenly you will, everything will become clear. But I promise you that over time, you will know God guiding you in ways that you've never known before. If you felt God prompting you in any way, then I want to encourage you to cement that decision this morning. To cement the decision that you're making by sharing it with someone today. Share it with someone before you leave. Because as you do that, what will happen is that that decision will become more concrete for you. It won't get lost in the midst of good intentions. But also the person that you are sharing with, they'll be encouraged. They'll be encouraged as to how they can pursue following God. And they'll have an opportunity to support you and to help you as you look to follow God. And make the changes that you're wanting to make. You can talk to someone you came with. You can talk to a friend. You can, we'll have some guys up at the front here. If you don't have anybody else, they would love to talk to you. They'd love to pray for you um, and support you in it. And to pray for you for anything else that's been, been going on as well in, um, in your life over the last week or so. But let me encourage you. Jesus is making an invitation and an offer to you this morning to say, I want to be your guide. I want to bring you onto to right paths, the paths which are going to bring you the greatest fulfillment and satisfaction, paths which are going to refresh and restore your soul, paths which will bring that freedom and restoration that we were talking about earlier on. Will you be my sheep? Will you let me lead you? Will you submit to me?